I'm gonna I'm just gonna lay it out. This is a no sad zone. This is this is the 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 birthday super special. This man's got cake. This man's got adulation. We're here to celebrate, True. not be sad about music. God damn it. Do they make do they make over the hill signs for for thirty yet, or is that just a forty thing? Because I probably should I probably yeah, should have brought just a, a forty. Okay, I I should have brought like a card or something. I I actually don't have a gift, so maybe I shouldn't have acknowledged the fact that this even exists in the first place. Um, I uh, think thirty is like it, it, like nowadays is a very specific time, but it's it's from Zoomer to Boomer, right? Yeah, I think I think you've crossed over like the line officially. Like you're yeah. Just so everything. somehow, like you know, that despite that's not how age groups work. Somehow, I I have managed to jump from one to the other because that's just how <laughs> twenty to thirty works. Somehow, you know. You woke up earlier this week and you're like, "Wow, I think I have osteoporosis, glaucoma. <laughs> uh, I don't know what TikTok is anymore, and I'm I'm probably racist. Like that's that's just what happens when you get old, right? Like so, I, I saw a meme and it made me irrationally angry. You know, <laughs> I saw like an onion article and I totally fell for it. I was just like, Joe Biden said what? You know, it was just yeah, fucking. It all just hit me all at once. You know." Congratulations on making it to the other side. You're Thank there. you. You did it. Happy birthday. There's, there's, I did it. There, there, wow. There's a physical other side too for people who are watching you know, the YouTube version because I'm almost certain, and I'm definitely cheating because I'm in your apartment, but I'm almost certain that, that the perspective on this camera has been turned around 180. I think I'm looking that at the opposite wall. Like, where's the map? Yes. What, what's this new art that I'm looking exactly. at? Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. The map is right over there and uh now now you've got new artwork yes i changed spots because for my birthday ellie got me a new desk it's one of those standing desk dealios and uh and so yeah i I changed it was it's bigger than my old desk as well so i needed to change the layout so we could have more space in our living room because otherwise it doesn't quite work. But have you used the standing up function yet? Yes, multiple times. I uh, I've actually taken to uh, you know we'll actually talk a little bit about Dota somewhat early here, somewhat tangentially related to Dota. But uh, Grant being out of the the Dota scene has left an open market for uh, casting pubs, casters who follow high level pubs, and uh-huh. I don't really know a whole lot of people who are doing that. Um, especially like I see Trent or lyrical like occasionally do it or something like that, but not like really consistently. So I've decided to. It's kind of weird. Like I don't want to say like take up that mantle or anything because I'm like I'm I'm not trying to take that same space that Grant was doing, but you could. Say it's like I can't really. Terms. You're there, there. There's a market hole, and you are capitalizing on an available market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing is i don't want to make it sound too business-like it's, <laughs> it's more like it's purely the fact that like i can't cast like if i if i see an interesting match now i can't just cast it on my channel anymore that i just i can't really do that and i'm not like um i i had some negotiations fall through for an upcoming event so uh, i'm not going to be doing that event and I may not be doing like any more events for the rest of the year. And I'm like, oh man, my schedule is like really open. Uh, I want to cast something. I can't really cast matches that are going on. Like 
like what I used to, I, I used to do like the boys, the goons, like where I just like had an open discord and random Dota people would come in and hang out. And that was actually, I thought it was a, a kind of a cool idea and it was a nice alternate stream. Um, and I think that I could have made that a lot bigger if like I didn't get hired for certain events, like I could put more effort into that and to make that a bigger product. Right. And, uh, but now I can't do that anymore. So now I, I still want to cast something. And so, but it feels like it's obviously like, I want to do something that's also beneficial to my stream. Cause I don't really do a whole lot in that regard. So I've just, I've started casting pubs. I honestly, I just put out a Twitter poll. I was like, I, I actually thought I was going to be doing replay casts. I was like, I actually think I thought there would be a market for me covering Southeast Asia and Chinese matches on Western times. You know, I like that for me sounds very clear, but I, for whatever reason, uh, it seems like esports people are just not that interested if the outcome is already determined. They want that live content because live content is available all the time. So it feels like if you're not watching something live, what the fuck is the point? So I, 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 I put out a Twitter poll and nobody was interested in that. More people were interested in, uh, twice as many if not more were interested in casting high level pubs so that is uh that's just what, doing I, what the people want that's what i voted for that's what i voted for in in, in this option that uh i didn't have a lot, i didn't have a horse in the race i was like hmm, which one would i watch more i'll probably watch none of these probably high level pubs so i'm glad to really skew and ruin your data because i have yet to really fully <laughs> tune in but that is the request that i that i put on the docket are you doing most of those well are, are did, did you tie this in the standing desk are, are you doing those standing are you like standing up and doing yeah Ca casting sitting down is just kind of weird i mean the way i cast the pubs is not like i'm not doing it like super professionally and, and i'm not like putting in real hype a whole lot of hype to it so i can do it sitting down but honestly it's just it's way more natural the more hype I get, the more natural it is to be standing up. Uh, and I figure it's like healthier. So I've just been like, whenever I do, I do some casting in the morning sometimes. So I'll do like two to four hours of, of casting some pubs and just watching some matches go on. And uh, I'll just do that standing up, standing up and no camera. I can't cast with the camera. It, it just I'm too self-conscious about, you know, you know, I remember the water bottle incident. Like shit like that happens all the time. It's just the camera's usually not there to catch it. <laughs> you know? Hey, but I think the water bottle incident was a net positive though. So maybe you gotta be particular about oh, what yeah. you do show people, right? Um I mean No, I, I absolutely, absolutely. I like doing the podcast standing up. I feel like you just kind of have a different energy when you're when you're on your feet talking. I think it's more yeah. natural. I think that's why a lot of times, you know, stand up comedy is stand up comedy, right? Not sit down comedy. Uh, there, I, so you, I, I, are you are you trying to say I should stand up for this? Hold up, we're going up, we're I'm, going up. I'm getting an even different perspective now. This is this is a yes. live. Yes, there you go. Ah, uh, see now you now you're just taller. The view has changed. <laughs> yeah, I I like standing up. I like having a standing desk. I'm I'm happy that you can come to the standing desk life. I think it's like a real cult thing, mm -hmm. but like it's an okay cult thing. Yeah. Like you know, some people are like ah uh, CrossFit or ah uh, Republicans, <laughs> like. Th those are what I think are unacceptable cults. But acceptable cults are the standing desk people. Big. <laughs> that might just be because I am one. I, I thought you were going to go down a whole health line, you know, like, ah, uh, CrossFit. You know, like those guys brag about CrossFit all the time, or the guys who preach about keto. You got to get on this keto diet, dog. You know, and then, and then the you... fucking standing desk people. 
<laughs> they're all in the same health kick, right? Like they're just all yeah, pro really good body circulation. Um, are, yeah, are you- there's something you know. There's something that they enjoy, but it also happens to be healthy, so it gives them every right to like really preach about it to people. <laughs> you know, are are you doing a lot of this cast? Because because I've seen you uh, mostly because you're. I mean, I follow you on Twitch, so I get notifications. Thank you very much. But also uh, Discord, it says in your streaming, right? So I I, I yeah. see I see like just a lot more streams recently. Are, are you doing the casting? by yourself is there random people you're hanging yeah. out with and doing it with or you're just no it's it- just it, it's just me i might i might add people in the future if like the thing is is that my stream has actually not been doing very well um so casting wise it'll go up to like three four hundred but like not enough that like i feel other people would be interested in being on my stream so much like when i was doing the other the like when i was doing the alternate stream like I, I just decided, oh, I'm gonna cast this, and then I had enough people there that I think it drew in more people, you know, sort of deal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I haven't got a way to ask. And to be honest, like I feel like this is gonna mostly be a solo casting thing anyway, where it's, it's more about me, like yeah, casting the games and stuff, but also like actually interacting with chat for once because that's something I'm terrible at doing, and why my stream is kind of dog shit. Because when I play Dota, I can't do anything else but play Dota. How much of a different muscle is that from like a work or a casting perspective when you're sitting there by yourself doing these games for, you know, either having a co-caster online. I mean, it's definitely different than being at an event or being on a panel. Right. But what's, what's different Mm -hmm. about the solo cast for you? Uh, Solo casting. So that's, that is a different entertainment muscle for sure. And something that I'm not very good at. I had a lot of practice doing it at join Dota. Uh, but I'm much more a conversational person, which is why this podcast works well. But like when it comes to me doing solo stuff, I'm, I'm not really a solo entertainer. You know, I, I bounce off of people really well. If you forced me to com- be a comedian, I would have to be in a duo act or something. I couldn't, I couldn't do it stand up alone. I'd be fucking terrible. I, I'm just, I'm just not really much of a solo entertainer. So it is a different muscle. So that's why it's awkward comparing to like Grant because Grant was like an S tier entertainer. And I know like, uh, I'm not like trying to exactly fit in exactly what he was doing. Cause I'll, I would never be as good at what he did, but like, um, like it, it is, it seems to be what people want and stuff. So yeah. It's incredibly hard. I kind of empathize with, with your sentiment of like, Oh, it's easier to have someone else to have a conversation with or talk to or to bounce off of or to give space in a conversation, right? Because whether it be a podcast or a shoutcast or a, a gamecast, which I think we don't call shoutcast anymore. I don't know. Um, like, <laughs> just just, just for me, my brain works better when I have a moment to, to think about, like, what's coming up. But a lot of times yeah. people who are just pure solo entertainers are so incredibly good at being on all the time and they don't need that little break or they just push through all of the bullshit. And sometimes, you know, you can do it, I can do it, not to put us even close to the same level, but like just, just like like talk when you need to fill air ad nauseum, you just keep going and you find a way to do it. That's definitely like a muscle, right? But to be able to do that well, like, you know, Grandma G was able to do, but um or or even when you look at solo casting or people who can really carry things by themselves, I think is super admirable because, you yeah. know, to, to have another person is just to like have a crutch or a buddy. I think that's why you see a lot of like popular media being a podcaster 
any type of commentary. Like it, it allows for that relationship or that break. And I think it's also more interesting when you can kind of bounce between different people from an audience perspective, because like mm-hmm. now suddenly there's two different humans that you can care about where if you're one person doing a cast, if someone doesn't care about whatever you're doing at any given time, you don't have the other person to be like, oh, well, fuck, someone's listening to side poll. I don't care when Joey opens his mouth. But, you know, I like when Cap does. Like, you don't have that luxury when, it, when, when yeah. you're by yourself. Yeah. I think, um, I think the, the same problem I have with solo casting uh, is the same problem that I have when it comes to creativity. Um, so, like, I think it helps a lot. So I can talk ad nauseum about Dota if I'm solo casting Dota, but it's not going to be that funny. It's not going to be like the most entertaining thing. If there's hype stuff happening, I'm going to be able to hype that up. I'll be able to break down the game, but like I'm not going to be the most interesting person listening to, and I'm definitely not going to be that funny. And I think being funny in a solo broadcast is amazing. Uh, I, I think that is a. I think that is incredibly good. Um, for solo casters right and i think the reason i'm not very funny solo is the same reason i have creativity issues by myself which is that i am not an idea maker okay when i work in a group i'm not the person who comes up with the initial idea i'm great at being able to take other people's ideas and fit them and and alter them to make them even better you know, but I'm not going to be the guy who comes up with the original. I'm not, you know, they have those creativity brainstorms. Whenever I'm in those, I'm like, I've got one idea max. And it's not going to be a golden ticket idea. It's not going to be one of those ideas that everybody locks on to. That's like, oh, that's fucking great. That's fucking great. Here's what we could do with this. You know, uh, it, it's 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 not that. So but so like I think it's the same thing. Like when I'm in a conversation, I'm good at being able to bounce off of other people's ideas and make them better. And so I can be funny that way, but solo casting, I think if you really want to be a great solo cast caster, you have to be, I think you just have to be like part stand up comedian almost, you know? Yeah. And also just that level of confidence that you need to exude too. Like, like they're definitely, yeah. you have to believe in yourself extra because you don't have someone else to be like, not put blame on necessarily, but just, just to, just to work with. <laughs> Yeah. If, if you're by yourself, no, 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 it is sure. only you, right? So, yeah, that's... Slacks is another good example of like a solo entertainer because he's because he's also like an idea fucking magnet, dude. That that guy just comes up with shit all the time. He just does not seem to stop. It's amazing all, all the shit that he comes up with. And like honestly, there's ten percent of it that is like bad, bad, bad. Maybe another twenty percent that's like eh, it's kind of funny. But honestly, that guy, 70% of the ideas that he puts out, there's something very funny about what he comes up with. You know, maybe it needs to be perfected a little bit, but like that, that dude has actually perfected his craft to a point where it feels like he very rarely misses. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that right now and in like a work and like outside of the show environment where I think in the last couple of months, I've personally been put in a position to like be the idea person and be like hey Mm. just like what what are we gonna do what are we gonna write what's what's like the nugget the log line of this thing and while i'm pretty confident in my ability to do that i I think that i i'm like naturally a little bit more creative and like i have some inkling of of what i should be doing in that regard and can come up with like funnier good ideas i'm now worried that like i need more people to tell me no or because like I, I don't 
fully believe in everything that I'm either pitching or saying. And I need someone to either be like, yeah, that is bad and confirm my thought or like try and make it better instead of just trying to, yeah. I, I don't want to be the slacks person. I think I can kind of exist in a world like between you and slacks on these archetypes where I'm, I'm like somewhere vaguely in the middle where I can kind of wear both hats. But mm. I don't like when I'm supposed to be the person who is the slacks in this scenario where it's like, hey, so what's the idea? Or can you vomit more ideas? It's like, no, like <laughs> some people yeah. have some people have the gift for that. And sometimes I have good ideas. But like the 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 creation process for me is like very sporadic. It's like, oh, I take a long shower and then in the middle of the shower, I just have like a brain blast. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Let me write that down. Or, you know, I'm, I'm going on a run and then, like, uh, I'm trying to think through something. And then, oh, okay, like, that's that's something that we can, you know, convert on. But just to yep. be able to to walk up and be like, here's 30 ideas on the top of my brain. Maybe 10 of them are bad, but the other 20 are viable is 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 a skill and that's why i think that 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 slacks type of personality is like hyper rare because there aren't people who are consistently good at doing that and it's it's such a skill when you're able to um and then even better like if you talk about the production line right there's like usually three main roles people come up with the ideas people make those ideas better and then the people who actually make those ideas happen and turn them into reality and slack is actually good at one and three you know yeah. He because he, he actually executes very very well, uh, and he's super good at producing content. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sl- Slacks is a fucking gem, and uh, and I don't know if I said this before, but I really think that like him going full time into streaming might actually be really good for Dota. Yeah, I mean, at the very he least, actually blows him. up as a streamer, but also you for know. Dota. Yeah, I think there's there's a world where Slacks can be. Just as, just as famous as a, as a shroud or a Pokemane in in my eyes, in sure. in the Twitch sphere, yeah. not not for exactly the same reasons, but for a tangential one, uh, d- dude. Yeah, I, I think we all recognize that that he special in a in a very fun way, which is which is cool, you know. And- it's also really good. We got rich into Dota, into like the the Dota atmosphere, because uh, you know may, maybe he's been blatantly lying but he says he really loves working with all of us in dota and i feel like he's actually like a mainstream connection for people into dota because his stream's big obviously he's connected with like asmongold but he's also like connected to call of duty he's like one of the mainstream esports people like dota 2 even Odie pixel he's not a mainstream esports personality because dota is so fucking isolated from everybody else you know like in some ways when it comes to the esports industry the people working overwatch league are more are, are more known within an esports industry and esports people than od pixel is you know because, because dota's off on an island it's so weird because you know like for obvious like overwatch league isn't in like overwatch isn't a tier one esports uh the talent they have there that they very often have like pulled in uh, from other esports, but like even their homegrown talent, very likely in some ways they're more popular. Maybe like social media numbers don't quite reflect that, but within the industry itself, they're like known. You know, yeah. you know everyone who's on those broadcasts, and if you if yeah. you're so foreign to Dota, you don't know anyone, and if you know anyone, you might know Owen, maybe. Yeah. Or and before, like the only person you knew was probably Toby. Exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. Like you might know Toby, or yeah. you might know, like, hey, did that guy have an article written about him? Like that's that's the ex- <laughs> that's the extent of it. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jake yeah, Jake yeah. can be a bridge. Rich is a good bridge. Um, 
maybe if Machine was more into Dota or like in and around the space, he could have also been a bridge. I know that he's definitely, you know, blossomed and built Red Eye was basically, a bridge. basically every scene. <laughs> our bridges got burned, man. <laughs> we lost some of our, our connections to, to mainstream esports. You know, Rich is full time streaming now. He's I mean, I'm sure he'll come back to hosting at some point, but he I know he's very focused on that. He just announced his whole new organization and stuff like that. So Yeah, I saw that I was happy for him. Yeah. Stuff, stuff stuff's good. Stuff's happening. Uh are are you so are you trying to just not not grind. Grind is like a negative connotation, but is it just trying to be like a like an everyday streaming thing at this point or like what what's your what's your thought process on it? Um you know, it's it's weird. Like, I put more effort into my stream lately. <laughs> and, like, streaming's such a weird thing because uh, the numbers have actually gone down the more effort I put into it this month. But it just fluctuates, right? It's, like, just depends on how consistent I am, what time I'm streaming. Like, I've been streaming earlier, which I know for me, streaming later is typically better because there's just less people, less competition. So the the more the main streamers, especially NA people, because any like most many of the NA people are my friends and stuff. So once they go off, like maybe they host me and stuff. So like if if I streamed like until three a.m. every night, I know my numbers would be a lot better. But it just doesn't quite fit my my lifestyle. Uh, but I am trying to put more effort into it. So I'm actually like trying to build out my Discord stuff like that. It's stuff that I never I never really wanted to be a streamer because I just don't think I'm that kind of person. But I do know like all this talk of like Dota 2 instability and stuff like that. Like I do need to build up my brand in ways that are bigger than working tournaments and Twitter, my Twitter social media. Yeah. That's like, that's like the one, that's like the golden, the, the fucking jewel I have in like my branding offering is my Twitter social media numbers. And it's not even that good compared to, to like COD people or something like that. Call of Duty has huge social media, especially Twitter numbers. I always get um, blown away when I see that stuff. I'm like, wait, they have 700,000 people following them? And then I remember like, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's like whole communities there. Where Twitter, I feel like Twitter for Dota is like pretty insular. Like all of us kind of follow each other and we know who each other are. And there's people yeah. who are like more or less active, but it doesn't like perm, again, kind of like the, the you know, the there's not a lot of bridges to the rest of the world where we're on that island, yeah. right? So there's not like casual esports people who are following us, like people who are following mm-hmm. other teams or other games, which is... Whenever I get followed by someone famous, uh, I always know that person actually plays Dota. So if it's an esports person, you know, like I, I know that person follows me because, oh, they play Dota. So I've like Overwatch League pro players, like sometimes they'll follow me or like CSGO guys, very common because they actually have, a, oh, they play Dota in some form. So therefore they maybe watch some Dota. Therefore they kind of know who I am. I never see anybody follow me. That's just like, you know, like, oh, I don't know your game at all, but I just like follow you or anything like that. They're like, that never happens. Not, <laughs> not with Dota. And yeah, our social media numbers are kind of weird because like Southeast Asia, Facebook is the most important thing for Western culture. Like for Western culture, it's very often Twitter. That's the big thing. China, obviously, we have no connection to CIS. It's VK, you know, so it's like even the social media numbers are all fucking split apart and weird and shit. And our three biggest Dota markets, right? Like SEA, China and CIS. They're just not on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, they're just not. So... Who knows? Maybe maybe, no. it, maybe it's the Dota Capitalist Facebook page that's really actually what you, you need to milk I, those SEA numbers. 
I tried Omega League. I actually put a lot of effort into it. I actually took like I was taking like all, all the big Twitch clips and stuff and like making my own Twitch clips at times to be able to pump, pump them out faster uh, and stuff. I, I honestly fucking I can't stand that I'm talking about this. I, I like it's just not the position I want to be in. Like, it's not who I want to. I don't want to have to, like, pander to those ideas. But in order to survive in this industry, I do have to. I don't want to try and be somebody who can be a full-time streamer. But in order to increase my um, my position when it comes to negotiating for talent rates or for, like, even just having the independence of being like, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to work any events for the next three months. Like, I need another uh source of income that is better than what i currently have so it's like okay if i'm really serious about you know if i want to have the option of being an esports commentator 10 years down the line i do need to make it so my twitch numbers are better and my social media numbers but again i hate fucking i hate that my job relies on that I just want to be a sports commentator, you know, and like have that traditional infrastructure that allows me to be able to through the the uh, the the work that I put in, be able to more naturally grow without having to, you know, try and do these other things so much. And and yeah, of course, like those guys are still good at that, but it feels like there's there's a because there's a more infrastructure to it. You're not as reliant on those things. Right. And it feels like in the modern world we live into and kind of the, the internet space we occupy, you have to be multifaceted that way. Like you can't, there are some people who are, you know, dime a dozen gems, right? Who can get by, by just being the best casters in the world, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, for, for a while. Owen could do that. Owen, Owen can do that. Owen can sure. do that right. for a while. Like anyone would hire wheat for anything esports related because he's wheat. Yep. You know, like there, there, there's a couple people who can like fill these roles. You don't thing like that, but everyone else, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a commentator, but I'm also a streamer and I also have a Twitter presence. I also like do this, that, and the other thing. And, and it's, I, I think that so many people want to either be streamers or YouTubers or, you know, you, you go to like classrooms and you have all these kids talk about, you know, like, oh, I want to be like a TikTok star. And that's like more popular nowadays than like a celebrity or a firefighter because that is their celebrities, right? And uh-huh. I, I think there's something like really raw and, and real with your honesty about like, hey, like I realize I'm in this position where like I should do this and like I'm privileged enough to like be in this position, but I don't really want to because so yeah. many people do want to. And like, I, I, I think the, the honesty... Uh, like around like your own <laughs> like I'm 30 years old man like I don't want to have to get on a webcam and floss so I could get 50 extra subs <laughs> 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 like obviously that's not really what I would do to like grow my brand but like that that is that is in that is in the same landscape of like how do you appeal to followers how do you get more viewers to come in and it's just it all feels icky to me I don't like it especially because like I'm sure that you can walk away from that stream and just realize, like, you're really good at your job and you're better than a lot of people. So, like, you do have the skill to do that. And I I think in a more just or fair world, you if you wouldn't really have to do any of that if you didn't want to. And the pressure that that you might have to do it or you feel like you have to do kind of the shitty part here. Yeah, but, you know, esports is what it is. We all know that, like, it's not a very solid landscape and... 
while I have been very resistant to it, like I, I'm trying to keep as many options available as possible, you know, cause, cause yes, I know I could have backend options available to me. I could have industry options available to me of like working for TOs. Like I, I was telling, I was having this talk with Jenkins and stuff. It's like, um, Esports is like a growing industry. So there's all, they're always in need of competent people, not necessarily people who have like a ton of experience, but people that they know are like good, hard workers. They just need competent people because there's a lot of people that are incompetent because it's a, it's an industry very much like it, because it's a passion industry as it, it draws a lot of people who are just a passionate, like, how do I get a job at esports? I'm very passionate about it. You know, it's like when that's like, your only real goal, like that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be actually good at your job. Joey's like nodding <laughs> quite a lot as somebody who works <laughs> in the industry. How has that been, by the way, like going from more traditional media into esports? Do you do you feel like that is the case that there there are more people that are like, um, it's you know have gone from the volunteer to paid position, but don't really have like skills. Things like that, because I've encountered that a lot on my side of the deal. But then again, talent manager is just a throwaway position for many tournament organizers. I'll be honest with that. Yeah, there's. I mean, w without throwing people that I work with under the bus, I think that there are a lot of people, most organizations, uh, be it the tournament side or the team side, or probably not the dev side, but just people who have kind of grown up in the industry and like have learned a lot of skills on the job through a lot of time. And that doesn't always mean that like they're they're great, but they're still actively learning, right? So, I think mm. that there is um, like when when you're hiring for a TV show, you're not working at a big company. Liquid, like I'm working at Liquid. Liquid has a lot of employees, and any company with a lot of employees, like there there there's variation in like different skill levels, right? When you're hiring mm. for a more traditional production or a TV show, and you have the budget to do it properly, you're just hiring people more or less or hyper competent. Um, and sometimes that's not always the case. Sometimes you get like an editor who's not very good. Oftentimes they don't last very long. Sometimes you get someone who's like, you know, weird around the office or a bad intern and like, okay, like whatever. Right. But I, I think, I think seeing that esports is a passion industry. And I mean, I, I worked Starcraft tournaments when I was 18. Like, I mean, I've been on that side of it, not getting paid because I'm like, dude, I really like Starcraft. Like, this is cool. Can I do something to help? But mm -hmm. You, you see more and more people and it definitely is, is a, it, it, it's a shift and it's interesting. And I don't think that I could be working in esports if I wasn't working for an organization like Liquid that, put simply, like has the investment capital to more or less hire people who are very competent across the board and good at their job and experience, right? Like, I think that I would personally either be struggling a lot more or way more stressed if I was working for, I mean, I don't want to throw another team under the bus, but like name something small, like, like a Misfits or like a, or like a, or like a Overwatch team that isn't owned by another big organization. Basically sure. anything that isn't like Cloud9, G2, uh, TSM, TSM like anything that isn't the Gen G, anything that isn't them, I think that I would really struggle with and even then liquid does feel kind of like a cut above in terms of like investment talent and structure which which is lucky but that also creates like a 
like a weird mentality of if I want to continue to, you know, go down this path that I'm currently on, I feel like I'm already kind of at the top in terms of organizations. Like there aren't other places to really jump to, which again, mm. super lucky, super happy. Um, and, and like, I think I deserve to be where I am too. I, I, I don't want to say that's all luck. It's, it's, it's a lot of luck, but uh it, it makes me look at other places that have the problems you're talking about and be like, I don't think I can ever work there. Like, even though I want to, you know, love esports and I want to, you know, help it grow and be in the, like a good competent position. It, it seems hard because there's just a lot of people like, like the talent managers you're talking about are just, just people who are well intentioned, but I think esports is in a spot where there's people who are well-intentioned and then people who are trying to like push the industry into, you know, what could be the NFL in 10 more years. Right. And there, there's just, yeah. a, there's just a difference in base. Yeah. This makes me sound so fucking condescending. There's just like a difference in base skill level or like experience in different jobs between, between or, or skill sets. No, for sure. I mean, like there, there's so many people who like go, uh, there are a lot of people who think to themselves, like they want to get a job in esports, but they don't actually have like a specialization to, to actually, they're just like, I just want to get in esports, you know, but they don't actually have like, oh, I want to be a, like a project manager. Let me be a project manager in some other industry or something and work my way into esports. They just try and go there direct through esports first. There's a, there's a lot of things like, okay, it's a, it's a new industry. It's a growing industry. So there's a lot of people who like, were just passionate about esports 10 years ago got in and then like honestly have been going up because of seniority more more so than anything else right yeah they've they've experienced things and like yeah they've they've definitely gotten their hands to to be able to learn a lot of different things but it just they they were always getting promoted not necessarily because they were an amazing worker or they were a step above the rest but mostly because okay things are growing you take your junior guy you make him a senior guy and then you hire somebody else. And then on top of that, there is like uh, people want to talk about like networking and nepotism in esports. There is a level of that, no doubt. Uh, again, because it's esports, like probably doesn't have the same professional standards, uh, especially maybe it's better now, but like especially five, 10 years ago, again, that like, okay, hey, I know a guy, you know, it's like you get your friends in, stuff like that. And uh, so there, there's just like, I think a lot of, there's like several different like major reasons why that sort of thing can happen. But you, you also have to remember that, you know, you and me are young, all things considered, even though we're joking about you being 30 now, right? Like all things considered, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're young, all things considered esports, incredibly young, even though like it's, it's been 15 years, maybe if you, if you want to be generous, right? Like incredibly mm -hmm. incredibly young there when, when there's people working you know in in nascar or the nba or traditional production these these industries and these networks have been around in like world or countrywide for much much longer and they have more yeah. money and there's just like a bunch of different reasons i think like compounds this this factor uh which, which makes esports so interesting but but most of all, it just feels like that we're so young, which is great for people who mm -hmm. want to get in it now because, you know, you don't need to have, you don't need to be the best person in the world at your specific job in order to get in. And I think sometimes that's really cool, right? Like you can get your foot in the door easier than just calling up the NFL and being like, hey, I'm really passionate about football. Like that doesn't happen, right? 
Mm-hmm. But 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 that does happen here in the world that we work. And you know, we shouldn't discount anyone who just works off a of passion. Bad. There's people who are. I, I don't think either of us are saying that. To be perfectly clear. No. No. no, no. But but it it allows people who that opportunity which they might not have. But not everyone who comes to the table with just like you know good intentions always winds up. I'm a big believer in. Yeah, so, sometimes yeah. that passion drives people to be even better employees than there would be, right? Because they they their job is also their hobby, which is you know you talk about overworking and shit like that. That's another conversation. But like you know, like you you just are so hungry and happy to be working in the area that you are with the people that you are, who are all of like minded. You know that you become you know, maybe an exponentially better employee, you know, there are, there are definitely upsides, but there are the negatives that come with like, you know, sometimes you just hire incompetent people. So, but the, the, okay. So the whole point of that was that I know, like I could get a job in, in the back end, backside of the industry. Right. But like how, like, I don't know what my position, like being a commentator and being around production, like things like that, like how far that will carry me, up the proverbial ladder you know i don't want to like five years from now i'm 35 and i'm I'm like you know i i talked to one of my contacts in the industry and they're like yeah we can get you an entry-level position you know I'll, i th- that'll just hurt <laughs> yeah because you'll be you like, know that, that'll just i've invested all this time for nothing you know and so you know there there are some times that i think about like i i just recently had this conversation with somebody who was kind of offering me a position and he was sort of asking me like okay like what what is your goal commentating wise like how much longer are you going to be doing this because you know like if, if you want to jump onto this side of things like i need to know how how all in you're doing it right and so that thought is always in the back of my mind of like yeah i'd be a step down right now but like 10 years from now maybe in the proverbial ladder like i don't care about getting to the top of the ladder or anything like that but i do want to be in a position where and at least reflects the amount of work I've put in. You yeah. Know? You're happy being and, and like, 7K MMR. You don't need to be 11K, right? Like you're yeah, happy. Yeah, I don't need that. You're I'm happy good. being 99th percentile, right? Like you don't yeah. need to. Yeah, just, just, just put me in the super rich. Like tax me extra. I don't care. I don't need to be a millionaire, <laughs> but like half a millionaire is good. <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, it, it's, it's that. So it's like, okay, do I, do I bail sooner so I can get my steps into the industry? Because like, those are my, that's my best opportunity, right? I don't, I don't have a college degree. So like I have to use the connections I've made showing that I'm a competent, hardworking person to get me, you know, positions that I, that I need. Uh, like, or it's the other direction, which is like, I have to pump up my social media and Twitch numbers. So therefore my position as an esports commentator is more secure farther down the line. You know, like I, those, those are two kind of, competing and also like they're competing ideas and like which, which one I put more time into and like which one do I go all in on the esports stream do I go all in on just like industry like which one do I go but they also kind of work together right like the more popular I am as a streamer etc cetera, etc cetera, makes me more valuable to twitch to ESL to all these other things and it's it's just like I've been thinking about that like it's always in the back of my head but now it's more in the front part of my brain and so I've just been focusing more on trying to grow things. I think uh I think the fact that you have these conversations with yourself is probably the most valuable thing. 
because it's not just something that like you're pushing off or like you're not really worrying about or I'm I'm generally not a fan of the idea that like oh everything will just work itself out. Like I think that you kind of have oh, to yeah. actively take steps in a direction that you want to in order to like get to a place. And if your place is mm-hmm. like, you know, being a secure human adult in 20 years that probably owns a house and is like relatively comfortable and happy. <laughs> yeah. Which is oh. probably th- roughly the goal, right? Like uh-huh. you have to like think about how to get there and put put plans in place and you know kudos to anyone who gets by with like a rough plan or is able to just like you know kind of wing it and make it work out i think that's incredibly stressful i think it's incredibly stressful to to, to not know like hey what is two years out five years out is there something you know if i do stop commentating now and then start doing a different job right now is that going to be better for tenure me no? Yeah. If I get out of TV or esports now and then move into finance, is that going to be better for me in 20 years? It's a really weird mm-hmm. example that would never happen, right? Like, um, you know, it, it's, I, I, think, I think the conversation is the most important part. And that's why, you know, I think I, think I hear people have similar uh, kind of, kind of I, I guess, crises uh, that, that you're kind of, you know, floating in your head. But I think that I'm way more confident in your ability to resolve it or like have a path than other people who I talk to with the same problems, because like, it seems like you kind of are a level of self-aware that's important. And I don't know who the fuck I am to say that. I, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. With no, I, I'm, I'm not a... I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so let me counter that though, because the part of the concern comes from the fact that this is not a conversation I have started having in the last six months. This is a conversation I had when I left joint Dota, you know, at that time when I left joint Dota, I started exploring my options and I said, I want to be able to do more in the industry. And so I talked to ESL because ESL at the time had that whole thing where they had talent in their, in their roster that were, you know, ESL employees, but they also, because they work for ESL have opportunities to be able to dabble their hands into other things. Right. And I talked to them and I, they were talking about like, I was supposed to be hired as, uh, as, a junior producer uh, underneath uh, somebody else and like really learning. And I had an interview with that person. And one of the things they said was like, okay, we can do this. But at the time they were kind of phasing out that whole talent thing that was kind of going on. And eventually they, a bunch of people went freelance and he was like, yeah, you can still do Dota events, but like two years down the line, we wouldn't want, we wouldn't want you to be doing that. We would want you full time focusing on being a producer. And I was like, fuck, two years? I was like, that fast? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I made the call then. I was like, I can't do it, right? And so effectively, what I did was delay the decision that I'm now faced with four years down. Like, now I'm still faced with that same decision. And I'm still going to delay it because Dota 2 Esports is, like, still in a good place. And, like, I'm very happy doing it, and it's financially fulfilling. But at some point in time, that balance is going to get awkward. And either age while or I like always want to keep, or... do- yeah, it's like at, at some point in time, like I'll, I'll always keep doing this. I'll always be a Dota 2 commentator. I won't stop doing that. But at some point, it's got to become my part time job. And I have something else that is my full time job. Whatever that is, you know, like I, I don't know how much longer Dota 2 full time keeps going. I think it's probably another two, three years. But 
you know, that, that squeeze starts becoming weird when it's like your salary starts going down, your years, yearly salary starts going down. And so your plans of like, like you said, happy functioning human being in 20 years time, you know, like that, that vision becomes weird when you start making less money than you did the previous year, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, so I, I do see a, a world where you could, uh, you know, function beyond Dota as, as like some kind of like a personality trainer or, or I feel like there's, you, you have like the presence and the chops to be able to make something like that work too. So I, I mean, I assume from an outsider perspective that, that you could have a lot of options open. It's just like, what's going to, you know, make that end goal better, make you happy, which I guess is the chronic problem that mm-hmm. we're all asking, right? Like what's going to make us happy that I think that our generation just, uh, just super struggles with. Yeah. Yeah. Because ha- happiness is such a, there's so many things cause there's delayed happiness, you know, there's, there's the work you put in now to be happy later. And then there's the instant gratification. Instant gratification is me casting Dota 2 for the next 10 years, you know, and like doing nothing else. That, that's all I do. And I'll be, I'll be fucking happy in the moment all the time. But then I hit year 15 and I'm, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Where am I? Then, then What's my, f- what do I go from here? Is that... I, I think about this sometimes. Is it going to be weird in 10 years when all of the people who are talking about video games professionally are 40? I don't think so. Is it, is it a young man's game? Because it's not that way, again, if you're going to talk about traditional sports. Most of those people are old. No. Right? But they've also been around for a long time. Yeah, I mean, the, it helps that those sports stay. Like, So I don't think it's weird. If I'm 40 and I'm casting Dota 2, not weird at all. If I'm 40 and I'm casting Fortnite 3, probably weird. If I'm 40 and I'm hosting Fortnite 3, like Red Eye, not as weird. Commentating is like, it's weird because it's like, analyst is young man's game. I think play-by-play commentator is like middle-aged. And host is like, you know, you could be an older host. I know Red Eye worried about that all the time. He always worried that like, the young audience would not, uh, they would not, like, as he got older and looked older, they would be turned off by the fact that, like, why is my father hosting this event? You know, like, why is my grandfather hosting this event? Like, he, he always worried that that, like, the audience would start reacting that way at some point in time. But I feel like host is a position that commands a certain amount of gravitas that it's okay to be older. You know, I think hosts, you have a longer, you have a longevity there. I think it's a legitimate fear. I, I've thought that on but yes, Red Eye's behalf yeah. before. You know, so mm. I, if, if, if I'm thinking that as an audience member, I can only imagine what kind of turmoil that someone, you know, in his position would go through being like, oh man, am I going to get kicked out for, for Johnny Fortnite? So. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that that is a legitimate concern, but I think it was, it's more of a legitimate concern for his position, right? Oh, Which was sure. that he was much older than most of his compatriots. But like as esports group, like I'm in a position where esports were more old with me. So I, I think I'll still be okay in that regard. But whether or not I can hack it in other games, whether or not I can be a good, like a good enough top tier host or anything like that, those are all unresolved questions. So I assume it's probably a little bit harder for you with passion, way more in Dota 2. 
I think the people who transition yeah. more to more are people who are like, you know, oh, I like Counter Strike and I also like Valorant and Dota's cool. And like, I guess I like Overwatch now because they're paying me a lot of money, right? Whereas <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think that's really your situation. So. No, I mean, I, again, I, I had the opportunity to check out Overwatch and like, you know, and see if I wanted to work there as talent. And it didn't, I didn't pull that trigger because it didn't appeal to me. I checked out Valorant. I fucking checked out real quick on Valorant because I was like, if I'm going to cast this, I would just cast CSGO. <laughs> I would just cast the superior version of this game. Like, I, I, like I, I'm watching both of them. I'm just like, I enjoy watching CSGO a lot more. Uh, which is surprising because I actually watched a lot of Overwatch uh, streaming perspective. Once once Overwatch League really started kicking in and stuff, like I found the game a lot less interesting to watch. But it was a great streamer game, in my opinion. I really enjoyed watching it uh, from that perspective. But yeah, Val- Valorant was just like, nope. So I'm still waiting for like something to catch me, something for me to like, okay, I can stick my toes into this other game, you know? And just nothing's hitting me, and I'm I'm wondering if there ever is going to be something. I wonder if once I, I think it's an inevitability that Dota will kind of like hit a downward slope and start like declining in a true sense and not like in a meme sense. Some people can probably argue yeah. legitimately that we're already there, um, for one reason or another. But I think that you know it, it's an inevitability of, in life cycle of any game that it will go down. Right? I wonder if mm-hmm. your openness. to other titles that really grasp you will increase as dota decreases or because like you you know that dota is still here so there's nothing like forcing you to like really like valorant or try it when you don't have to right so maybe maybe yeah and same same goes with uh, the people whose itch is scratched by dota 2 and league of legends right the mobile franchise which is strategy focused team games Right, like that itch will be scratched at some point in time with some other genre, some other game. The these this genre will not like truly die until something comes out and kills it. I don't I, like that's what I that's what I firmly believe. And I think so that, it'll that, never that, truly... that will be the true test, right? And I think it'll never truly die. Like people say, StarCraft, ah, dead, yeah. but, but StarCraft is never oh, truly yeah. going to be dead. There's always going to be a core contingency of you know x amount of people who are fanatical about it. It's going to be the same for Dota and for League of Legends, probably for like the rest sure. of foreseeable history, right? But for just sure, like how sure. a lot of StarCraft people switched over to Dota, I'm sure a lot of Dota people will probably have an out somewhere else eventually. And I think that we're just living in the abyss because we don't know what that's going to be. And that was the case for me. Yeah. I, I was a StarCraft person before I ever played a game of Dota. Mm-hmm. So. No, I, I, I think I've said this before, but I look at the StarCraft uh, scene a lot to, to, to tell me what my future is. It's, it's my magic eight ball. You know, <laughs> I ask questions. I'm like, what'll be my what'll my life be in like five years? And I shake that magic eight ball and then I turn on a StarCraft two scene, you know, like a some some tournament that's going on a StarCraft two. I'm like, what will my life be like in five years? And I look at that, and I'm like, okay. I'm I'm okay with that. Like, that's fine. I don't, I don't you know. Pretty funny. Um I feel we've probably been going for a hot minute. I can't see a timer. We should probably wind this down. I think that this is like a this this is like a weird birthday slash therapy slash career workshop, which oh, was yeah. actually super interesting. I'm I'm genuinely interested if like there's other stuff that we could have talked about that maybe we could talk about later. Like Valve had a blog post that was interesting. I see you set up the lighthouses behind you, so you might have started playing around with the Vive, which I'm curious about. Oh yeah, of, yeah, or yeah. excuse me, the index. Um, because pff, we're fancy. Um, 
but but I might have to save that for next time, uh, because I I think that that was just a just just a good just a good nugget. I'm I'm interested if people will uh resonate resonate resonate. That's the word I wanted, not resonate. resonate yeah. I, I wonder I wonder if people will resonate with with any of our uh mild career slash quarter life crisis slash what's going on yeah. situation. Hopefully. I, I can, like, quick TLDR of the, the Valve blog. We'll talk about this more next year. But, like, honestly, I didn't even read most of it. Not dude, that interested. Dude, me too. I, <laughs> I opened it up, and I kept the tab open for, like, hours before I read it. Because I'm just like, this is dense and, like, not in a good way. Yeah, I'm like, hero in November? So, like, am I going to get a patch in November, too? Like... Are we changing up Dota or not? Like I don't, I don't fucking know. But I, all I know is I have to wait more. <laughs> where's, where's the DPC stuff? Where's that? Yeah, honestly, the, the blog post was like, it was like, hey, we're gonna do things. No, not yet, but well, we're working on it. The Slack sling, we're working on it. You know, and so it was just, I was kind of like, all right, well, I'm glad they're working on. It. I'm glad they told me they're working on it, but it's like, it's not much for me to really break down and, you know analyze and get excited about yeah amen uh but you know gabe is going to move the whole company to, to new zealand now right so everything's going to be everything's going to be fine true oh god that means i need to move to new zealand to be close to valve mm, I, that, I mean that might be cool maybe maybe not yeah except they nobody nobody will let us in joey we're americans That's we're filthy diseased doing... americans don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> bad um shit dude well well uh happy birthday i look forward to talking Thank to you, you when Thank i'm you. 30 and i'm like oh no this is horrible right then you can tell me no it's actually okay so that's it's a conversation yeah, they say 30s is supposed to be like the best years of your life 30s and 40s that's what they say so <sighs> well here you I'm go i'm looking forward to it i guess i guess you're on an upswing i, I think you're much more jovial than i am I'm, I'm still i'm still struggling with the whole age thing so it's like ah, uh, what older number bad <laughs> <laughs> child please in the sense that i want to be one not have one for the for, for uh-huh. record let, let, let the record uh-huh. i knew that i knew that <laughs> all right dude uh fuck happy birthday have a good have a good week thanks everybody uh if you're if you are new to side poll that was an episode and you should follow us on your favorite podcast player because we exist there. You're probably listening there right now. So just click the button. It helps us. You know, if you're on Apple, leave a five-star review. That also helps us. If you want to watch the video version, last week we were in the same room and no one got COVID. I got a lot of allergies from the cat though. And there's a video <laughs> for like half of it, which is up on YouTube. You can do that. Um, so, you know, watch on YouTube, listen to your podcast player, do the review, tweet us nice things, ask us questions. We're, we're here to provide a service for people with chronic boredom or people who want to listen to whatever this is. And if you know what that is, also, tell me. cross-promotion, I did a second episode of the podcast with me and Blitz, not to like directly compare the two of you joy or anything but i also do a podcast with blitz and nobody knows about it because it's on the second episode and that's now on spotify too so you could check that out you should listen to that i'll put a link in the description so you can listen to that you know that i've had the first episode open in a tab since you shared it with me on soundcloud and i haven't listened yet i've had i've had a tab open i think piece of shit joy 
it's probably been like two months, right? I've had a tab open for, yeah, I, sh- yeah. for I shit you not two months, and I'm like, I'm going to listen to this, and I haven't. So I also need to take the advice, which all of you should take, and go listen to Captain Blitz wax more poetically about anything that I could ever say. So uh, do that, and we'll see you next week. Bye.